0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly here. Well, I had an interesting weekend. I had an interesting morning as well, actually. I had to phone the CRA, that's the Canadian government, up here for a client this morning, and spent two hours on the phone with them. It was quite a convoluted little mess. and. I have to laugh because even at this age after 25 years I still get the same response. You're the bookkeeper? Yeah, I am. You got a lot of energy for an accounting professional. Yeah, I do. It's all good. It's true. I don't know why I'm hyper on Monday sometimes. Maybe because I'm exhausted from the weekend and I'm just running on adrenaline at that point. So it was a tough weekend in the fact that on Saturday I went off to a funeral, met my parents there. I have a cousin. Now I come from on my father's side, a very large family. And we don't haven't kept all in touch in a huge way as we've gotten older. On my mom's side, there's only one sibling and, and a set of cousins. And you know what? We were all very close growing up. But on my dad's side, he's one of nine. And his sisters and brothers, a lot of them had a lot of children as well. So it's a huge crew to keep up with. But unfortunately, my cousin Derek died of a massive heart attack at the age of 56. Now, I'm 51 and my husband's 53. So I can tell you right now, that starts getting a little close to home. And although I had not seen him in many years, I didn't go to the funeral for any other reason to show respect to the family that was left behind because although I didn't know Derek very well in our later lives uh, he's still my cousin but his siblings I do know and you go to these things often just to show respect and support for the ones that are left behind because let's face it that's who's got the hardest time of it whoever's passed on they're probably in a better place and whatever pain they were in is over but it's those that it left behind and he has a lovely young son that was there and you go as well just to support them to say you know what your father mattered and and we're here just to pay our love and respects so as as usual unfortunately my father being in the middle of the afternoon struggled my I do have a father with advanced dementia and well, medium dementia, I shouldn't say advanced yet. He does still have his driver's license. He just can't drive alone. And it was. it's very hard because there's very few of his siblings left as well. And uh, his sister, the mother of, of my cousin, my aunt, was there. And they're both just at that point where they know who each other are, but everyone else in the room is a little bit lost to them and their memories are gone. And that as well, probably harder than the actual funeral itself, was watching that and experiencing that. Talking to my cousins and just having you know that comparative conversation as all of our parents because my father was in the bottom half of these nine children so other than the handful of cousins i grew up with that were very close to me a lot of them are, are are older in fact i've got cousins that are really almost like when i was growing up closer to ages like my like aunts and uncles because of the age gap and it was that was just very hard and everyone's going through it it's it's not it's, you know it's it's not just us and, and everyone really in my life in my family is going through this now with aging parents and and the realization as well as we're in our middle age going you know I'm standing in a room sometimes wondering what I'm doing here and hoping my memory will click in any moment and we laugh about it but the bottom line is events like that really do bring it home so that was that was wonderful to see my some of my family again and to catch up with everybody which I did make an effort to do and it was lovely and then came home to, to definitely some brighter things. Went off to my other family. That's my in-laws for dinner to, to touch base with my cousins. and, and eh, Sorry, my niece and nephews, my apologies. And to celebrate because life is about celebration as well. Now, Derek's funeral was a celebration of life. And that's how, you know, we like to look at these things. Let's not celebrate the death. We celebrate the life the person lived. And we are there for the pain for those that are left behind. And then when I went off to other family that are, you know, still vibrant and young people are coming up. And it was just, I just love spending time with my nieces and nephews because they're young and they have such a great, fantastic view on life. And they're all coming into their adulthoods. You know, th- I've got a range of them between the age of 20 and 30, the whole crew of them. And, and they are finding themselves and coming into their knowledge and wisdom and And it really is just quite fascinating for me to watch all that and I have one of my nieces that she should be podcasting to be perfectly honest she was just born a psychologist she is just in her very early 20s and has already traveled the world for a year and spent time in China being a a, a, au pair that's the word I was going to say nanny au pair and so she has already been exposed like our son that's in South Africa right now to another culture and another way of life and you do come home questioning you come home and say oh we do it this way but you know, questioning, why do we do it that way? And there's nothing wrong with questioning. Maybe the way we're doing things or the way we feel about certain subjects is accurate, at least, or it's good for us. But if you never question why, are you really, really clear? So the evening goes like this. I get into this great argument with my sister in law and brother in law, which I love getting in arguments with my brother in law. I'm sadistic that way. I love him. And we get going at it in fun. Nothing's mean here, people. But they are doing some renovations on a new home they just bought. Their backyard is a disaster. I don't know what the developer was thinking. They got it kind of half done and then left it in a mess. And they need to fix this. It's unsafe, to be perfectly honest. And for resale down the road and their own personal enjoyment, there's a whole lot that needs to be done. But getting my sister-in-law to decide, you know, why she wants something a certain way, I get right in there with a needle and I just keep bugging her until she breaks the answer down so that she knows why she's making the decision and if it's the best choice. Because there's lots of times in our lives that we as people, we are simply knee-jerking. And I I know I talk about this a a fair bit and and talk about the concept of knee-jerking, we think we know what we want or we think we know why we make certain decisions and lots of times we don't we are literally running around unconsciously doing things and making decisions and having opinions on things that are simply there from our childhood something that could have happened to us in our youth our whole life experiences and then there's only one way and that's just that's just not the way to be better i mean be in your convictions, I, I definitely am not saying that. Be clear in your convictions. But there's a lot of things in our life that we simply just do unconsciously. So she wanted this section of grass. Her backyard really isn't conducive to it. It's really an entertaining, weird sort of horseshoe shaped with a huge pond at one end and a big deck on the a cement deck on the other. So the pathways aren't really kind of working. There's not enough headspace under the stairs. It's some real logistical nightmare actually. She's they're going to have to tear the stairs off, redirect them, and redo this patio because it was done totally hokey and part of it is poured and part of it is just stamped concrete on top of wood that will rot and deteriorate it's just ridiculous anyways it needs to be fixed but she wants grass and I'm just like I'm kind of looking at the yard and thinking entertaining because I'm always about the entertaining space no way man for me just expand this huge beautiful aggregate deck out and, and get a fire, your fire pit rearranged and plumbed properly and get her done. Uh, so we, I have very different needs than she has, but she's obsessed about this bit of grass. And unfortunately it's not an easy thing to work into what she wants. Huge amounts of ground are going to have to be, you know, repurposed and, 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 uh, paving stones tore up. So I just have to make sure that she, if she wants it, she's going to get it and we will help her do it. We'll go over and help her, but I want her to be clear that what she wants is why she, why she wants it is what she wants. So that was great fun. And yes, in her mind, it just didn't matter. There's, it doesn't have to be logical. It doesn't have to be logical in your mind half the time. The heart wants what the heart wants. She wants to look out her backyard and see grass. I can't blame her, because you know how I joke on this podcast about how my husband bought me a campground. I look out on my beautiful backyard, and it is you know in full bloom, and I've got the trees and the privacy, and it's large, and I love it. But it's all either aggregate or crushed gravel. I have no grass in my backyard at all until you walk way back to my vegetable gardens. My front yard has decorative grass. So that did bother me the first year we moved here. But now, you know, I've lived with it. I've seen our lifestyle. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that Keith can just go back there with a blower and blow all the needles off down into the ravine and there's no grass to be mucking around with for parties and stuff. I got to say, it's kind of convenient. So these are kind of my things and her need is very different. And she wants it. Her heart wants it there's a lot of compromises about this home and that is not going to be one of them for her so that is great she is clear and we will work around that so these are things sometimes don't get angry when family members or a friend sometimes prods you or if you're doing it the prodding. Because getting to the bottom of a why, finding the why is actually is how I should phrase that, is very important in so many areas of your life. You know, why are you raising your children a certain way? Why are you eating a certain way? Why are you running your business a certain way? Why is your health dealt a certain way? How are you dealing with the family, friends, and family around you? Your why is very, very important in your life. So so we had a great evening. Unfortunately, far too much champagne was drank. And I have to laugh a little bit. So here's about celebrating and taking the lumps. My nephew and his partner were there. So I assumed they were going to help me drink the champagne. So I brought two bottles. They didn't help as much as they could have. (laughs) Um, And I paid for it big time yesterday with, you know, one of my lovely headaches and a a lot of downtime. And it was our first sunny day in week, so I was definitely feeling a little bitter, but I had a great time. So my podcast is sort of a new thing for me, and I thoroughly enjoy it, and I'm getting great feedback. Thank you for friends and even strangers that have emailed or Twittered or texted to say, hey, thanks for what you have to say. It's please, please interact. I love it. Just absolutely appreciate it beyond words. And I was celebrating a certain amount of downloads, you know, it was my first month being published, and I was hanging on. And it took like three days to get that last eight downloads to reach this number that I wanted. And it may not have been a, a, you know, a big thing, but it was something for me to say, you know what, it's valid. It's real. And it it validated me and it was real. And I was, it was just something I wanted to celebrate. Well, I had to laugh. So I wait three days to get these last eight downloads, drink the champagne, get the headache, and then wake up this morning, check my stats and my numbers have almost doubled. (laughs) So I waited days to get those last eight. And now there's like another hundred there in 24 hours I'm like what so it was just kind of I thought that was just a little bit funny and I encourage you it doesn't matter what it is in your life I hope you're taking just a small amount of time to celebrate something and it does not matter your wins are not my wins but whatever your wins are in life take time to make a bit of a celebration about it it's no different than making time to have date night with your spouse if you are not consciously deciding unconsciously you're being ruled You guys all have a great day, and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today, and if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8, or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.